I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. In today's lesson, John Carter guides us through the origin and the end of evil. Welcome back. We're talking today about the origin and the end of evil. Do you know what a theocracy is? I want to ask my friends around the world, especially my great American friends, what's a theocracy? Well, it's something that a lot of Christians in this country want to set up. They say, we want Jesus to be the ruler of America. Does that sound good? That sounds good to me. Have they ever tried it before? Yeah, in the Middle Ages, what happened? They put to death millions of people. That's what happened. A theocracy is when the government and the church tell you how to worship God. You know what that's called? Now, millions of my American friends, particularly in the religious world, they think, hey, hallelujah, this is the greatest. Yeah, it is the greatest thing right from the pit of hell. A theocracy tells you what you've got to do. And it forces you to do it. And there's no freedom of choice. So that's why it's Antichrist, because God gives us the gift of freedom. That's what America is supposed to be all about. Let freedom ring, you see. I've got the right as an American to worship or not to worship. In the Dark Ages, the great church of the Dark Ages joined with the state, put to death millions and millions and tortured them too, the people. Mm -hmm. That's the theocracy. But God doesn't have any theocracies now because God gives us freedom of choice. And that's what he gave to Adam and Eve, freedom of choice. That's what he gave to Lucifer, the covering cherub, freedom of choice. Can you love without freedom? Can you love without a choice? My friend, love demands a choice. You can't love unless you can choose. And because God is a God of love, he gave us freedom of choice. That's why a theocracy is the abomination of desolation. God permits, he warns, he permits. And when Adam and Eve sinned, they chose, we talked about this in the first segment, they chose the path of pain. Don't blame God for pain. Now, suffering today exists for two reasons, basically. Uh, Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Look at Galatians 1, 6 and 7. Do not be deceived. Don't be, don't be taken in. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows. What does it say? He's going to reap it. We are usually reaping what we sow. If you get lung cancer, 
generally speaking, not always, but generally it's because you made a really stupid choice and smoked cigarettes. Don't blame God. Don't even blame the cigarette company. You made the wrong choice. Face up to it. Now, I've had lots of skin cancers. One recently taken off my nose here and another one taken off here. And when I was in Australia recently, one here and one here that I will not show you. And, and, and a few years ago, my American doctor found on my arm a strange-looking thing. He said, you always get a bit scared when the doctor says, how long have you had that? A malignant melanoma. The worst type of cancer. But first stage, took it off, got it all, it was okay. I got that because of the sins of my youth. Lying on the beach all day in Australia with fair skin. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. But not all suffering is the result of personal choices. We are living in a sin-cursed world. When Adam sinned, he opened the floodgates of evil and the innocent suffer. Not all suffering is personal choice. But God has promised to abolish the reign of evil and that's why we teach over and over again that Jesus is coming and he's going to set up a new world and he's going to get rid of cancer. He's going to get rid of heart disease. He's going to get rid of death. I want you to notice now with me, please, the character of Satan. Number one, Satan forces or coerces. The word coerce is no longer used much today. Satan does not believe in freedom of conscience, but God never forces us to obey him. We have freedom to choose, and that is why a theocracy is of the devil because it's based on force, you'll worship as I tell you to. God doesn't do that. That's the devil's religion. So Satan's character, force. Number two, he is the liar of liars. And if you read the text, John chapter 8 and verse 44, Jesus said, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So he is the original and the greatest liar. And when a person tells lies, uh, whoever he may be, a politician or a priest or a pastor, he is of his father the devil and on his way to hell. Number three, Satan speaks and lives hate. When you hear hate speech, name calling, all the vitriol, all the the guile, all the dirtiness that flows forth out of some people's mouths. 
It is the devil who is speaking through them. Number four, Satan is the great pretender and he deceives. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, 10 and 11. It says, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. With all power, signs and lying wonders. And most people are so gullible. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them, what does it say? Strong delusion, that they should believe the lie. I shouldn't be amazed, but I still am. I'm amazed when I see so many people who are sucked into the vortex of destruction and deception. They will choose to believe lies. A man said to me recently, he said, you have truth, I have my truth, and my truth is as good as your truth. I said, and what is your truth, my friend? He said, what I choose it to be. What I want it to be, that is my truth. He was speaking of his father, the devil. Because God is a God of righteousness, but Lucifer is the great pretender and the great deceiver. Look at me, my American friends, my Australian friends. You and I need to walk so close to God that we will not be taken in by the deceptions of the devil or his agents. That's why I tell people, read your Bible and read your Bible every day. Therefore, he's the great deceiver. And here we come to the next one. He perverts the good. Remember the fruit in the garden. It was so luscious, so beautiful, but it became a thing of death. Number six, he hates the truth. Number six, he hates the truth. We live in an age of post-truth. Look at this text, John chapter 8, verse 44. Jesus said, there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Listen to me. Look at me. I think that the worst of all sins is the sin of lying that becomes the sin of self-deception because a person can lie and lie and lie so much that he comes to the place when he thinks the lie is the truth. That is the unpardonable sin. Jesus said God will forgive every sin except the sin that is committed against the Holy Spirit. But how can you confess your sins to God if you don't believe you've got any sins? So he is the liar of liars and he hates the truth. He loves power, wealth and authority. Look at Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 to 14. 
How you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I trouble. This insatiable desire for power, wealth and authority doesn't come from God comes from the devil. Jesus said he was a murderer. In John chapter 8, 44, he says, he was a murderer from the beginning. Every great leader in history, even though he's been forced on occasions to go to war, hates war. And he who loves war and the shedding of blood is the servant of the devil. He is proud. Ezekiel 28, 17 says, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. He oozes arrogance. The 10th point which describes his character says, he is the destroyer and the text is Revelation 9 and verse 11, which is an amazing text. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, that's Lucifer, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. But in Greek he has the name Apollyon. It means a destroyer. So, look at me. He destroys marriages and homes and churches, and people, and children, and nations. Apollyon. God is the creator. He is the destroyer. And one could say he's doing a pretty good job today, even in America. He is the very opposite of God in character. The Bible tells me that God, the God who made the universe, is a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of truth, never tells a lie. He's full of grace. He's the God of restoration. He's the God of fullness of joy. Now listen to me. Has it ever come into your pure mind the question, What is going wrong in America? What is going wrong in Australia? What is going wrong in Great Britain? What is going wrong everywhere we look? I'm going to tell you today that there's a passage in the book of Revelation that most of us did not understand very well. I didn't understand this a number of years ago, but I studied it and studied it. And with the help of some good friends, I was able to work it out. I now understand it. There is a picture in the book of Revelation that says, in the last days, the earth is going to become infested with evil spirits. Lord, have mercy. We're going to cry out, Lord Jesus, I need you. Lord Jesus, come and help me. Lord Jesus, I'm going to read my Bible. Lord Jesus, I'm going to go to church. Let me read you the text. Revelation chapter 9 
verses 1 to 3. And this is the passage that for many years I did not understand. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. This is the evil one. To him was given the key of the bottomless pit, the abusos. And he opened the bottomless pit, the abusos. And there arose smoke out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke, locusts arose upon the earth. And to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Jesus on one occasion said he gave to his disciples the ability and the power to walk on the scorpions. These are evil spirits. The Bible says before Jesus comes, this is figurative language, the great bottomless pit, the abusos, where Satan reigns, is going to be opened and up out of this bottomless pit like the smoke of a furnace come the creatures like the scorpions and the locusts, which is symbolic of evil spirits that take over the world. The world is going to become demon infested. That is why you and I ought to become serious Christians and stop messing around with our lives. And why we ought to start reading the Bible. I have been preaching to people, read your Bible. Do you read your Bible? No. Too hard to read. I've had folks say to me in Australia, oh, all I, we just want now are funny stories. And what's on at the next potluck? Is it going to be lots more sugar so it'll make us, us more, even more brain dead? Come on, what's wrong with us? Are we crazy? Pardon my saying this. Are we spiritually stupid? We need to realise the times in which we live and break out of the lethargy that seems to be swallowing up the church. Look at verses 7, 8 and 10 of Revelation 9. 7, 8 and 10. The shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. This is the battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men, intelligent. They had hair like women's hair, seductive, seductive. And their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men for five months. Now, they were human faces, beautiful, gorgeous hair. And their power, it says in another text, the power, it says, was in their mouths. And so they preach false doctrine. They preach soothing sermons to put people to sleep. And then the sting is in the tail. Now, I've got a message for you today because I've studied these seven trumpets. These demons are even now, as we speak, ascending out of the bottomless pit. They are coming. They are being led by Abaddon, Napoleon, Satan and Lucifer. What should we do? Believe in Jesus and read his word and stop just being emotional weaklings. 
Some people say, oh, I just feel I'm so, you know. Let's get over how I feel. Let us be people who stand on the word of God. A dear friend of mine in Australia who's coming with us to Manila is Dr. John Hammond. Great guy. He's been in heathen countries where the spirits would appear. You say, I don't believe it. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. But one day you will. We went into the home of a lady who had started coming to my meetings. We went there because she asked us to come. I went into the house. My hair stood up on the back of my neck. I knew I was in the presence of evil. The curtain rods would come out and float around and chase the family members around the room. No, no, of course not, because you haven't seen it. It's happening. When she'd get into bed at night, a being would get into bed with her and it wasn't her husband because he'd left her. We got her down on her knees. We prayed half through the night. John Hammond can tell you the story. We felt the tremendous, overwhelming forces of evil. We cried out in the name of Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Read the word. My son David goes to India quite regularly because we have a ministry there. When we go to India, we are grappling the demons. Pastor Harold, how can I went into this big temple, as soon as we went in, the hair on the back of my neck went up. The priest was there. He was calling for the demons to come. He said, come in. We said, no, no, we're not going to come in. We're going to stand out here and cry out in the name of the Lord, but we want to see what's happening here. He was crying out and bringing the demons in this part of the world. They have millions and millions of demons and they worship them i have felt them i have felt the power i've seen it when i ran the meetings in the dallas brooks in melbourne the leaders of this cult the spiritists came to the meetings to get me to change sides it's true but i preached that night with the power of god upon me god came upon me the spirit of god came upon me these people came down the front, gave their lives to Christ, and we baptized every one of them. So Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is Lord over the demons. But with most people, the devil doesn't care because he's got them already. You know the story of Napoleon? After he was beaten by the British on the fields of Waterloo, he got his generals around him, and he pointed to England and he said, but for that one red spot, I would have conquered the whole wide world, that one red spot. And after Calvary, Lucifer got his demons around him. And in anger, he pointed to Calvary and he said, but for that one red spot, I would have conquered the whole world. Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. Satan is a defeated foe. 
But if you don't believe in Jesus, the devil's got you by the throat. Therefore, I say to the audience, believe in Jesus. Read the Bible. Don't take this lightly. Believe in the God who believes in you. Look at Revelation 19, 11 to 13. Revelation 19, 11 to 13. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a a flame of fire, and on his heads were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The Bible says he comes back. A mighty conqueror doesn't come back as a little baby. He comes back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And the Bible tells us that Satan and his evil angels and all who follow him are going to be destroyed. And then the Bible tells us God is going to make a new heaven (laughs) and a new earth. So listen, Jesus wins. And if you are with Jesus, you'll win too. And therefore I ask you to do this today. Listen carefully. Believe in the God who believed in you. Don't go by your emotions. Believe in the scriptures. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Read your Bible every day. You don't need to be afraid of the devil because Jesus defeated him at the cross and Jesus is Lord over all. Amen and amen. The word began in a village. Churches and schools sprang up and multiplied, reaching into the city. Great truths revealed to the people of Papua New Guinea, changing thousands of lives. Our eyes are going to be opened to the discovery of amazing truths. The greatest truth in the Bible, it is the truth that God loves you. It has completely changed my life and I'm going to be baptized this Sabbath. Pastor Kata has put something in my heart that I will never forget. Thank you, Pastor Kata, for your program. It has changed my life completely. John Carter's Great Truths Revealed was recorded live from Papua New Guinea. Experience the miracles in this 21 DVD series for a gift of $150 US or $210 Australian. To order, visit our website or call. Greater Manila is more than 20 million souls. Almost all these beautiful people are ignorant of the true gospel of Christ. Manila needs Jesus. 35 years ago, John Carter came to Manila. Pastor Carter is returning to Manila with an urgent assignment. Preach the gospel of Christ and the great truths of the Bible. Don't water down the message. Make it plain, make it clear, make it Christ-centered. The Carter Report needs your help now to light a fire in the Philippines. Your gift will help open the doors of bondage 
smash the chains of sin, and open the gates of paradise to thousands of lost souls. The churches have sent out an urgent plea for the Carter Report to return. Help us proclaim the true gospel of Christ to the beautiful Filipino people. Please send your support to the address on the screen, visit our website, or call the Carter Report. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.